0: Hey queens, and welcome to the Purity After Promiscuity podcast, where we're redefining a woman's worth. I'm your host, Jenelle Renee. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's Friday, y'all. It's the time we come together, we meet, and we have good old discussions, right? And so I'm so excited for today's episode because, I'm gonna be honest, y'all, I just kind of got what we're talking about today. But it'd be like that sometimes you know i just really allow myself to be yielded to the holy spirit and whenever he tells me or whatever he gives me what to say that's when i come on here and talk to you guys so i'm not getting on here just talking about my own opinions or just talking about um nothing or just rambling on that i come intentional with a word for your life with, with something that's really going to add value to you right And so um, just come on in, come on in, get comfortable, take a seat, Um, whatever you do to relax, do that because this is going to be a very, very, very good, powerful episode and I'm so excited about it. So um, before I get into it, let me welcome, welcome, welcome any new listeners. Hey, girl welcome to our community welcome to this sisterhood where we're all on a journey of redefining our worth whether that means you come from you know having some kind of you know negative past or experience or trauma abuse you know you just dealt with some abandonment some rejection low self-esteem if you was promiscuous whatever it doesn't matter all of us have something in some area that we need to grow in and that we want to be better in and that's what this is all about so welcome sis we're glad to have you here and i'm so excited for you and to all my loyal listeners (laughs) hey queens hey girl you guys y'all just y'all y'all know y'all already know i say it every episode but seriously it really matters y'all don't even understand this is not easy it's not easy especially for me because again i did not set out to be a podcaster okay Um, I didn't set out to have this kind of platform. So this is so out of the box for me. So, you know, just really getting into the water and, you know, getting out the boat for me that I need the encouragement of the support. I need the, you know, to see the streams I need, you know, and it doesn't matter because even if I don't get any, I'm going to come do it anyway. Cause I'm just at that place where I've just made a decision, right. That I'm just going to rock with God and, and that's just it. And so because it's clear to me that this is what he's called me to, I'm just going to keep doing it. But it does help to see the support and um, to see you guys constantly, um, you know, journeying along with me. It matters, you know, and and it does um, really you guys have a really um, a place in my heart, really and truly. So I just appreciate every new listener and every low listener. I just want you guys to know you are worthy. Amen. Okay, so yeah, we know uh, <laughs> from the last few episodes that this this podcast just did a swift turn, right? And we just went in a whole other direction and that's okay. Because like I said um, on the previous podcast, you know, when you are struggling um, with your um, identity and when you're struggling with your self-value and self-perception, oftentimes you you try to be a counterfeit version of yourself so i had made a um <laughs> i made a, a post the other day and it was just a simple question and i just said are you being the authentic version of yourself or the counterfeit and that was just a, that was just the post so i posed a question to y'all are you being the authentic version of you or are you being the counterfeit are you shrinking back right are you are you hiding um your gift, hiding your talent, hiding your skill? Um are you suppressing you know uh the anointing? Um are you intimidated by others so so you don't show up? You know, like are you being authentically you? Are you being confident? Are you being bold? Are you being unapologetic and and walking in the fullness of who God called you to be? Or are you doing what's comfortable or what makes other people comfortable? Because, you know, to be honest, like that's something I had to really sit with. And it really just came to my spirit right now. But thinking on that, like, why do we as people get some kind of way we, we allow people to put their comfort level on us? And so what I mean by that, like, you know, we stay in certain levels in certain spaces because that's what is comfortable for the people we're connected to. You know, we don't go to a certain level. We don't go to a certain degree. We we stay kind of in this mediocrity, right? We stay kind of in this lower level. We stay kind of in this space, you know, of just barely, you know, being or or doing or becoming, right? Because that that's that's what makes the people around us comfortable, right? Because the moment we decide we want to start talking about going beyond this barrier, breaking the barrier, breaking the mold, once we're talking about stepping out in faith once we talk about the grand vision and idea that we have that god gave us come on now because how many of us have ideas and visions that god gave you God does speak. And even if you don't know know how to discern his voice, when you just have like a, an idea or when something really burdens you, you know, you see something in the earth, like you see people being mistreated and you, it just really just gets under your skin more than most people. It really affects you. You get emotional, you get stirred up, you know, you get, you know, have a righteous indignation and you always feel the need to want to advocate for somebody or protect somebody. You know, that's, that's God, you know, giving you a vision when you want to create Create a nonprofit, or you want to create you know a, a, a some kind of organization that 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 speaks against violence and abuse or you know whatever that looks like right that's God giving you you know a vision you know maybe you feel like you you have a creative there's such a creative grace about you maybe you you sh- you love fashion and you love drawing and you love design and you make your own clothes and you're real fashionable and you're able to you know put things together that most people can't do and you you just have this this sense about you this this fashion you know sense about you that's like you know beyond what most people have and you know and you have like a desire that you want to you know have your own clothing line but then you might tell that to somebody and they say something like girl everybody got a clothing line or girl you that no you don't need to get no clothing clothing line you need to just keep on working at the bank or whatever you might be doing right that's just an example where we allow other people's comfort to keep us in a box. And so I had to think about that. And I'm like, why is that? Why do it matter how comfortable somebody else is? Right? Because here's the thing. Instead of us conforming to their comfort, why we just don't get some new some new friends? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Or why don't we stop talking to these certain family members that every time we tell them our dream. And every time we tell them our idea, they got 25000 reasons why we can't do it or why we shouldn't do it because it's uncomfortable for them because they never seen themselves outside of their box because they've never stepped out in faith because they never saw themselves being successful because they never had the courage to do it you know they want to project their fears on you and they want to give you every reason under the sun of why you can't and sometimes we allow their their opinions to really just fester in our mind in some kind of way and sometimes it's subconscious we find ourselves staying in that place and I'm like what like no like we that's not what we're doing like especially if we're redefining our worth that's not what we're doing because we here on at the purity after promiscuity podcast redefining a woman's worth We are presenting ourselves in a new way. You know, I had to do um, some work um, in one of the programs that I'm about to launch and I wanted to really define the redefinition process. And so when I went to define that and it said the redefinition process is, you know, taking the steps or the strategy to present something in a new way. So we're presenting ourselves in a new way. So even if we have... All our life, or for years upon years, presented ourselves as the counterfeit version of ourselves because we felt like we had to dummy ourselves down because we wanted to make everybody else comfortable because some, some reason or another, we feel we need everybody's support. My God. <laughs> Lord, let me tell you something, sis. When you get to that place, when the only support you need is the Lord, honey, you're going to be free. You're going to be free, free. When you realize that if nobody supports you, but if God said go, you're going to go. And your gift is going to make room for you. And doors are going to open. And you're going to have favor. Why? Because you trusted in God more than you trusted in yourself, what you saw, and the opinions of others. And God honors that. God honors when we are able to prioritize him. He honors when we are able to believe him. My God, When, when he told Abram. When he told him that he was going to have a child in his old age by his old dried up wife—not just she, because it actually says she was very, very beautiful, and she, and and at that time she was sixty-five, so she must have been. She must have been bad. You know what I'm saying? She had to be fine, fine. Because at 65, she was so beautiful that that they told the king of Egypt about her and he took her for his wife. Okay. And she was 65. So let's come on now. It don't age don't it don't hold no weight with God. It don't matter how old you are. God, God can preserve you. You're still beautiful. You're still amazing. And you're still full of purpose and potential. And so they they were in their old age, though. So, like, logically, it didn't make sense. You know, the people, you know, I'm sure if they would have went and told, like, you know, they bro or they, you know, they girls and told people what with thus say of the Lord. That's why I see. That's why sometimes we got to keep our mouth shut. And see, the church that I attend, you know, the leadership, the apostle, he's been saying that he has said it um, like multiple times here in these last couple of weeks. And he was like, some of y'all talk too much. You need to just be quiet. Like when God reveals something to you. Sometimes it's just between you and him. And you just go talking and got to tell everything. You got to post everything on Facebook. Uh Uh-oh. Because for some reason we think Facebook our diary. (laughs) Sometimes we think Facebook our diary and we base our life or our decisions or our desires or our vision on how many likes we get. Or the confirmation or validation of whatever God called us to do on how many people comment and support and say congratulations or you know how many times you know people love it or how many times people view our story or or our video or you know whatever we gauge you know the thing that God told us to do or the thing we desire in our heart based on the likes of people come on now Cause you're going to find real quick that that ain't going to take you far because people change like the, they change like the wind. Like they here today, they here for you today. They can be, they can be against you the next day. The same people who was yelling, crucify him was the same people that was supporting and wanting to be healed and, you know, and, and gathering around Jesus. And then in in a moment's notice, they was turning around talking about crucifying. So you can't, you can't be dependent on the the opinions of people because they will change Somebody might just have a bad day. Somebody might not just they might not like what you said or not like what you post or they just don't like you for no reason and they might just go and say some things about you. And people, some people for whatever reason might feed into it, they might believe it. And next thing you know, the people don't like you, or they talking about you, or they coming against you, and they persecuting you. So you can't get caught up in the likes of people because you're gonna find yourself never in motion. Because if if the people is not validating you or liking your content, or liking you or supporting you, or buying your book or supporting your business and all that because how many of us know who are business owners a lot of time the people who support you the most in your endeavors are strangers (laughs) it don't be your people and it don't be your people for the same reason why jesus people didn't support him because they was he was too common to them my God, ooh, y'all, I'm telling y'all, this is a word because I didn't know this is what I was going to say, y'all. I'm telling y'all, I, had no, I don't had I have no notes. I don't have this written down. It's just coming to me. The Holy Spirit is just flowing. See, Jesus' own family, they didn't, it said when he went back to his hometown, he didn't perform many miracles. He couldn't perform many miracles. Why? Because they couldn't receive him. See, they couldn't receive him because they was like, look, ain't that just Joseph, the carpenter's son? Ain't that just Mary's son? See, sometimes when God begins to elevate you, he got to take you out of your out of your sphere of influence, right? He got to take you out of your comfort zone. You know, he got to switch some things up because he knows, we don't know, because see, he, he's the Alpha and the Omega. He's the beginning from the end. And so he sees the end from the beginning and he's right in the present. He knows all things. So he knows that our family or our close friends or our, or our old circle of people don't have the capacity to to receive who he's who we're becoming and who he's calling us to be and where he's taking us. So then we'll have to go through things like a season of pruning or falling away where we're losing relationships and we're and we're losing, you know, um family members and people not physically like they're not dying, but you know the relationships are ending. And sometimes we just do have to we have to really stay, sit in the moment even of that and we have to grieve because it's a loss. Especially when it's somebody you love, especially when it's someone close to you, especially when it's a family member, that's still a loss. So we can't get caught up in thinking that having, a, having emotions um, behind experiencing the ending of a relationship with somebody we really love and care for. That or What that means is that you genuinely actually care. That you really were invested. That you really love that person. If you've been 20 years with, um, you know, friends with somebody and all of a sudden you feel the Lord say your season is up and you got to end it. And you just be like, okay, that's cool. You need to kind of look at yourself and reevaluate like, was you even invested? Or was you just going with emotions? Was you just like there? You know what I mean? But you wasn't present because I know for me, I've just gone through that where I've had to let go of a lot of um Relationships and even family members, you know, relationships where where I just can't be um, accessed no more, right? I'm not available, you know. We can't continue to move forward in having a, um, you know, a communication and and a a relationship, and it hurt, you know. And it's one of those things. I'm like, dang, why? Why do I got to go through that? You know, why do I got to do that? Because it's something that really affects me, right? So. Anytime we lose something, we're going to be affected and and that's okay. And sometimes we just need to be present in the moment and and acknowledge that and say, you know what, this hurt, this, you know, this is difficult for me. Because I tell God that like, this is difficult, this hurt, you know, even if you can show me all the reasons why in the world. It's the fact that my heart was still invested because I take my friendships and my family relationship, it's just relationship period serious. Like I'm one of those people where I, I really believe in being a good friend. And so once I'm like in a relationship with you and I'm connected to you, like I'm all in, like, I don't, I don't know how to be like, you know, fake. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm not saying that to toot my own horn. That's just the way I'm created. You know, I'm just very loving, and I love hard. And and so for me. The moment I decide to allow somebody in my space intimate, intimately, you know, I, I, there is nothing that I hold back. You know, like my heart is open. You know, I'm there for you. I got your back. I'm supporting you. And in my mind, I expect the same reciprocated. And, and sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. But it doesn't affect me showing up for you um, because that's just how I am. So when I have to disconnect or when I have to break away or end things, it affects me and so you know but god sees and he knows right and so like i said so you think that just because these people is somebody that you're familiar with and that was your girl, your A1, your day one since kindergarten, you know, y'all been through everything together or just because this used to be your closest cousin, y'all been like best friends from the womb and all these things that we, you know, say, um, about, you know, those close people, right. Um, that, that means that automatically means that they're going to be at every season of your life or that they're going to be in the audience, you know, on the glow up. Whoo! <sighs> By God, the glow up. Because what I noticed in the Bible that there is times when the anointing of God was, um, you know, resting on somebody's life. Or you know, back then they were actually physically anointed um, with the horn, um, with the oil, and uh, by a prophet or a priest or whatever. And it was actually poured on them. But that was a signified, like the hand of God was on their life, right? The calling, the anointing. So, but that. Sometimes what that did was that created envy and jealousy in the people who were around them. Even when you look at the story of King David, like before he became king, when he went to give sandwiches to his brothers because his brothers were serving in the army of Israel and they were, um, you know, on the battlefield and his father sent him to go take them some lunch. And when when he come and then he see that they being punked, he see they being punked and he see that this is this giant who just taunting them, who ridiculing them, who just like having his way and nobody is saying nothing. Nobody is opposing it. Nobody, you know, is standing up to him. They're just just sitting there with their tails between their legs. And he's like, hold up. And he's a young boy, but he's looking and he's like, hold on. Who is this uncircumcised Philistines that is challenging the armies of the living God? He's like, wait a minute. Like this ain't this this ain't adding up. This math don't math. Like, what is this? And so he begins to ask questions. He wants to he wants to get an understanding because he like, wait a minute, I understand the God that I serve. And I know that y'all the army of the God that I serve, and I don't understand why y'all allowing this giant, regardless of how big he is, because he got so much mouth. And he appears, his appearance is so big that y'all think that y'all can't defeat him. When y'all got the living God on your side, that's a word for somebody, okay? So he asking questions and his brother, I think Eliab was like, oh, what are you, like, why are you up here asking questions? Who you think you is? Don't you got those little old sheep, you know, to go tend to and see what, what happened previous to this event was David was anointed as king in front of all his brothers, Now, isn't that interesting? So when Samuel went to Jesse's house, David's father, and he went there on an assignment sent by God to anoint the next king of Israel. And he said that he's at Jesse's house. And when he gets to Jesse's house and he tells Jesse why he's there, like the Lord said, one of your sons is the next king of Israel. And I'm here to anoint them. Well, Jesse called all his sons, but David. So at first, As Samuel seeing the first son, the eldest son, he's seeing him and he's assuming because of his stature, because of his appearance and what he looked like on the outside, he's assuming he's the king. And the Lord said, no. Then it was the next brother, same thing. Okay, then it must be this one because he still, he fits the mold. He looks, he has the appearance, right? He's talking the talk. He, you know, he just, it just gotta be him, right? Because it looked like it would be him and God said no. So he went through all seven of Jesse's son and God said no. Now Samuel confused because he like, okay, well, Lord, you sent me here and you said he's here, but I didn't went through all the sons that he's presented to me and you said no. So he then he gets a revelation and he says, Jesse, well, do you have any more sons? And then Jesse, like, oh. And see, the funny thing is, Jesse never considered to bring David in. Because sometimes the anointing on your life, your own parent is gonna be intimidated or, or jealous or envious. Uh, oh my, I know, right? Um, so he was already dealing with rejection from his dad because there was already some illegitimate, you know, stuff that happened with his birth. And his mom was like the side chick. And so he was kind of like the, the unwanted child for real. So he was treated differently anyway. And so he was just like, oh, yeah, um, I do have one more son, the youngest, David. He, But he out there, you know, he out there in the field with the sheep. He still didn't even like put two and two together. He still wasn't even considering that David could be the king. And so... Jesse, um, so Samuel telling him, well, go get him. And then uh, lo and behold, David walk in, God said, he's the one. And he, and that's who's anointed in front of everybody. So all the people who had rejected David, I'm sure David was, cause if that was his own father's attitude towards him, that his own father looked at him, looked at him and this felt like, you know, he was disregarded, right? He was rejected. He was forsaken by his own father. You know, it was that same energy with his brother's. You know it was. You know they was probably taunting him. You know they was probably, you know, like bullying him. You know they was probably mistreating him in some way, right? And he, he's a singer and he can play, you know, the harp and he's out there with the sheep. You know, they just having that good old time just talking about him because he's different. But they didn't know it was the very, those very things that they despised about him and they ridiculed about him was the very things that qualified him to be king. And so David was anointed in front of the very people who really rejected him. And see, so sometimes God understands that what he's about to do in your life, that the people closest to you can't handle it. They can't handle the glow up. They can't handle when you go to the next level. They're not going to be able to handle the success. They're not going to be able to handle seeing you happy. They're not going to be able to handle seeing you married. They ain't going to be able to handle seeing you out of poverty. They ain't going to be able to handle seeing you healed. Why? Because they not. Because it's only good, Most a lot of people, not all, but sometimes people only, they only like to deal with you as long as you're on the lower level. <laughs> because again, it makes them comfortable. Because they on the low level. So if you on the low level and they on the low level, it's like we equal, right? But the moment you the moment you start to, to, to grow, the moment you start to be flourished, the moment you start to get healed, that's why they start speaking negative. That's why they might not say it to your face, but they go to your other friends or to their other friends and they start talking about you. And sometimes it even come back to you. Sometimes you might hear, you know, so-and-so said this or so-and-so said that. And you don't even understand, like, why would they say that? Or how could they say that? Because that's my girl. That's my people. Like, why would she say that about me? It's because everybody can't handle the glow up in your life everybody can't handle it so yes you will have to separate from people yes you will have to end some relationships yes it may feel lonely in the t- at the moment yes it may hurt but god knows and what he's trying to do he's trying to protect you because see their negative energy can't possibly influence your your blessing because you think everybody praying good prayers for you no sis That's why I think it's so interesting how I see people and even Christians get on social media and say things like, okay, I need everybody to pray for me. What? Do you have any idea who these people are praying to? Do you know people pray to Satan? Do you know people pray to the universe? Do you know people pray to crystals and rocks? Like, you want people to pray for you? And then yes, do you know people are praying against you? Do you know people plotting on your downfall? Do you know that people want to see your marriage end up in divorce? Do you know that people want to see you sick unto death? Do you know that there are people who want to see you fail? You assume that everybody like you? The Bible says I think it's in Psalms. I might see if I can look. go look real quick. Let me see. Let me see if I can find it. Um, like around 25 or so. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, uh, let's see. If I can't find it, that's okay. Um, I might look for it and just put it in the description, um, uh, for the sake of time. But, um, I remember when God took me to this particular scripture, I had never seen it in the Bible, never heard of it. And it was at a, it was at a time that I was kind of feeling like God was, you know, drawing me away from certain people. And I remember this scripture is said, um, beware of those that say, come and eat and drink and their heart is far from you. And their heart is not wi- with you. And they plot evil in their heart against you. So these are the people who smile in your face. These are the people who are, you know, always around. These are the people who are close to you and outwardly, it seems like they for you. It seems like they support you. It seems like they love you, but internally in their heart. See, we don't see outside of discernment we we can't see the inside of a person so we can be deceived because a person can put on a good act i i can bear witness to that i have experienced where people didn't literally the the true them surface when a situation happened but all along i assumed that they was like my people people and then next thing you know i see the real truth come out and i'm like whoa i would have never thought i would never thought you would do me I would have never thought you could, you could, you, I never thought that's how you really felt, but see, that's why we have to allow God to, to just, um, move and prune us and separate us from people, even when it hurts, because God wants to do something in your life and so we can't assume even our own family and there are times i didn't did things and i've you know created things and i have um started building you know things whether a business or i was you know doing hair and i was providing a service or you know all kind of things that i've done in my life where i if i if nobody supported i expected my family my people to support and i can tell you a lot of times they didn't a lot of times it was complete strangers Even what I do now, I don't, I have invited, if I'm honest, I have invited my family to come listen to my podcast. I have, you know, invited my family to purchase um, my ebook when I had published it and all of that. But do you think they did a lot? lot, No, no, because you got to understand you're not going to be, you, you might not be called to those closest to you. And that's another thing. We assume that, especially if we um, have a grace for ministry, we assume that we're the ones who are going to lead our families to salvation. That's not always true, because again, Jesus' own family, his own people, his own his own country, uh, his own the his own neighborhood, you know, like where he was from, they did not receive him. He did. He couldn't do. It said he could do. He couldn't do many miracles. Why? Because you need you need belief. Miracles require belief. That's why the man said, I believe but help my unbelief when it came to his son being healed. Because you need belief to have miracles. And see, a lot of them didn't believe he was the son of God. A lot of them didn't believe he was the Messiah. So he wasn't able to flow and he wasn't able to minister like he was in places where people didn't know him. So you got to get out of that. You got to get out of making other people comfortable. You got to get out of assuming that your tribe is those closest to you. You got to get out of thinking that everybody who's smiling in your face is for you. You got to get with it because you'll see real soon how you getting wealthy you getting success you blowing up your business taking off you getting married you having a baby you buying a house whatever 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 it is that you have been believing for waiting for and it finally happened you'll be surprised how it'll cause people to be angry it'll cause people to be envious and jealous and all you can do is pray for them because there is something in their hearts you didn't do anything wrong but you can't, you can't control how somebody else, else responds. So this is sometimes it's hard, but this is, this is necessary in the redefinition process. As you're redefining your worth, you're now presenting yourself in a new way. And so like the Bible tells us when we become saved that the old has passed away and behold, all things are new. And so sometimes those old parts that pass away are the old relationships. Are the old connections? Are the old partnerships, right? Or the way we identified ourselves in these relationships? Because now we're presenting ourselves in a new way. Because the glow up is real. And I'm telling you, like I, I'm telling you what I know. Like, and please, if you're one of those people, and like, I don't mean no harm, but I'm just trying to help you today, sister. Don't get on social media airing all your business, talk even you know announcing all of your celebration or even all of your all of your you know um your failures or you know your hardships or and don't by any stretch of the imagination ask just announce and ask just everybody to pray for you. Cuz you don't know who they are praying to. You don't know what they're praying about. And you don't even know if their prayers is even hitting the throne. Because the Bible says it's the fervent and effectual prayers of the righteous that avail as much. So if people not even living righteous, they they prayers not availing. You got to be wise. And we got to learn to just be quiet. We got to learn to keep things between us and God. See, a lot of times the reason why God don't reveal parts of the plan <laughs> parts of the process, parts of what he how he's gonna bless you, is because he knows we're gonna just go and blab it to everybody. We're gonna talk too much. I'm gonna be honest, I done heard God tell me a couple times, like you talk too much. Because I'm so I get so excited. Like when I hear God say something to me, and I might call, you know, one of my close friends or something like that, somebody I trust, but still that wasn't for me to do what God wanted me to do is He wanted me to hold it in my heart. See when the angel um, Gabriel came to Mary and he, he, he began to reveal to her the plan of God for her life. And he said, blessed are you, woman of God of all the, in all the earth. And then he began to tell her how, you know, God really um, loved her. And she was really favored. And how a God was about to, you know, his spirit was going to come upon her. And she was going to then conceive a child. And, you know, it was going to be supernatural. And he's going to be the Messiah. And he's going to be, you know, the savior of the world. And just all of these things. In Luke 1, you can go read it. How What he told her. And then what does it say? First she said, be it unto me according to your word or according to the word because really it was god's word and then she's it says that all these things she hid in her heart so she didn't tell nobody now she whole engaged at this time she got a whole man but even even with that she did not go and tell him what god revealed to her not in that moment anyway and so it's not to say if you married, you know, or you embarking on to be married that you be holding keeping secrets from your spouse. You gotta use wisdom and allow God to lead you. However, everything that God revealed to you is not for you to go and to tell everybody else. Because again, you don't know if somebody really gonna begin to start praying against it. You don't know if the enemy will come into them some kind of way and you know, try to, you know, abort it. You know, all kind of things. So we gotta be wise. As women, we got to be wise when we're redefining our worth. We got to get to the point where we don't need somebody else's support and validation of a thing, especially when it's something that God has given you. You got to be confident that you know God's voice. And if you're not sure that you know God's voice, then the best thing for you to do is instead of going to people and I know you can in these days, you can look up a ton of YouTube videos on how to hear the voice of God. You can look up a ton of, uh, you know, articles and blogs and, and books and everything else on Google and Amazon and everything. Because we live in a world of, where information is just so available. However, the best way to learn the voice of God is to pick up the word of God because that is his voice. Because anything God say to you. You are You should be able to go to the word of God and see it because God doesn't change and he doesn't contradict himself. So he's just not going to tell you something just out of the, you know, just out of left field. And it's, it's not nowhere, not not even remotely biblical. He's not going to do that. He's going to it's going to be consistent. It's going to line up with his word. And so, you know, yes. That may not be what you want to hear because a lot of times we want a quick fix. We want somebody to give us the step one, two, and three and we just want to then boom, it happened instantly but with God, it don't work like that. You got to invest time and then you got to wait for the harvest and sometimes that's why people get tripped up because they don't want to wait and with God, he's not moving at your time. You're moving at his time and the moment you realize that, you have a lot more peace and then you give God room to flow and so I admonish you um, women to to take time if you don't know you know the voice of God because God is always speaking and I know you may have heard that before or maybe you haven't but he's always speaking and how does he speak he speak through his word he can speak you know when you're in your prayer time you're speaking to him intimately he can speak you know when you're in worship and praise he can speak when you in church in the church service you know he can speak to you through a person he has many ways he can speak to you but the main way he speaks to you is through his word so maybe that's why you're you lack the confidence when you do feel that something's because sometimes somebody we might say oh that's we I have a gut feeling I should just do this or I something just just telling me to do that and so that would be like that be that be Holy Spirit giving us an unction but sometimes we don't identify that because we don't understand or we're not in the Word or maybe we're not even maybe we're not a Christian and so um, we just say things like oh I have a gut feelings or I sense something or you know. Um, I uh, I, I have some intuition, you know what I mean? Like there's all kinds of words to it, but it just boils down to the thing is that, that God is speaking to you. That's what it boils down to. And once you are able to get in his word, to even get familiar with his voice, and then you recognize how he speaks to you because he speaks to us all differently. Some of us, you know, he might speak through your thoughts. Some, he might speak into your heart. Some, you know, times you might be reading the word and things just come alive to you. You know, all, it's just, it's different ways because he's not, you know, he he he's not confined to doing anything one way. He's too big for that. He knows how to meet all of our needs at the same time. He's omniscient. And so... We got to get to a place where if if God is the only one that supports us, if he is the only one who qualified us, if he is the only one who validates us, that that's enough. And I'm not saying do not um, submit to order because God is a God of order. He does things decent and decently in an order. I'm not saying to just go rogue and start doing your own thing. (laughs) No, use wisdom. Everything is about using Wisdom taking things to God, bringing them before him, praying over them, asking him to give you the strategy. And sometimes, you know, again, you may not need to get the, you know, the approvals and the yeses from people. And sometimes God may have you go through, you know, some, um, a a leadership or, um, a ministry or, or, you know, to connect with a mentor or a coach or whatever, but you can't assume that that's the only way and you can't get so dependent or codependent on another person that like it reminds me of abram abram and lot you know when abram first left he brought his nephew lot now i believe as i did my study into that that he had his own reasons and the reason was being a lot didn't have a father because his father had died and also abram didn't have a son and like, humanly, you know, that's just logical. You gonna think like, oh, well, hey, I don't got an heir. Who's going to inherit all of, you know, who's going to inherit, you know, my estate? Who's going to, you know, get, you know, um, be take, you know, be my heir? So let me just going to take lot 'cause because he, he ain't got a father anyway. And that's my nephew and, and we close. So I'm just taking with me. That don't mean that was God's original plan, but because God is gracious, he just give us we're we can make our own choices. But that doesn't mean that God is, he approves of it. Just because God allows something don't mean he approve it. I'll say that again. Just because God allows something does not mean he approves it. He just gives us free will. He doesn't force us we are allowed to make our own choices. Right? But one thing for to, for two one thing for sure two for certain Abram could not go but so far with Lot with him. Why? Because Lot wasn't meant to go. It came a point in Abram's journey. And when you read Genesis 12, when you map out his journey, he went in a complete circle. He started at a place when he first left his family, as God instructed him, when he first left Haran, and he started journeying south, and he went to Ai, and, and he Bethel, and, you know, he went everywhere he went, and then he went to Egypt, and then when he left Egypt, he went down and around and back to Ai and Bethel. And then it was like, once he got back to that same familiar place... God had to tell him again, well, not even again, excuse me. God had to tell him like he had to get a revelation because it doesn't say God said it to him. But apparently he received a revelation or um, maybe I got to read it. God might have told him. But anyway, he came to a, a point where he had to make a choice and he knew Locke couldn't go with him. He knew that he couldn't really go all the way into his destiny and go to the place that God really had him as long as he had Lot with him. He was codependent on Lot because Lot made him feel comfortable. Lot to him was the answer that he needed to feel comfortable in himself because he felt like he needed an heir and he couldn't see how God had a plan already. He didn't know that God was already going to tell promise him a son and he was going to have an heir. But because, sometimes we, because we are only seeing what's in front of us, we're trying to make provisions in the moment when God already has a prepared, he already has an answer prepared for that. And so it came a place where God, he had to separate. And once he separated from Lot and Lot went his way, then God came to him again and and reinstated the blessing and the covenant with him. And he began to really be able to walk in the way and the will of God. And we, you know, you can read that story about him, but I thought it was so interesting that he, He couldn't take Lot with him, but so far. And he ended up going in circles. And so how many of us go in circles because we're trying to, you know, manufacture or make sense of what what we think we need to do what God is calling us to do? You know, and I know for me, I'm like Abram in that instance, because God told me like two, three years ago, if I'm honest, to separate from certain people, to in certain friendships and in certain family relationships. It was hard then. Um, I had a lot of questions about it then because <laughs> God knows I'm like that. You know, I, I ask questions and it was, it was just, it was hurtful. It was difficult. I didn't like it. didn't make no sense, but eventually I did it. Now, here's the problem. I did it, but then at, as time went on, I for some reason or another, I turned around and I picked those things back up. And because I picked them back up, now I found myself in the same place. I'm in a complete circle like, like Abram. Like I can't advance forward beyond the beyond a certain space until I let Lot go. So maybe some of y'all on here, God is ready to advance you, promote you, excel you, accelerate you, but you got Lot with you. And you're afraid to let Lot go. See, Abram wasn't afraid. He got to the point he was like, listen where you pick first, wherever you want to go, you choose the direction you want to go in. I'm just going to go in the opposite direction. He left it all up to Lot to make the choice. And Lot said, well, I'm going to go here. And then Abram like, well, okay, cool. I'm going here. And they parted ways and it was amicable. It wasn't like it was strife. It wasn't like it was animosity. It was peaceable. Right. But he had to do it. And once he did it, that propelled him into his purpose. And so I don't know. The Lord just been speaking all kinds of things, but I just feel like we're in a moment, we're in a time where God is ready to move in our life. He is really ready to answer those prayers. He's really ready to bring those promises to pass. You know, that those that you can feel the pull, you can sense it in the spirit, you know, you, 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 you feel that it's close, but, but some of us got to let go of lot. And sometimes your lot can just be the opinions of people. Sometimes your lot can just be needing to be validated by people. Sometimes your lot is needing to have the support of the people who are close to you. Sometimes your lot is just needing to be comfortable or, or being concerned about other people's comfort, because I'm gonna tell you in this life, (laughs) in this life with the Lord, you're not going to be comfortable. God ain't here to make you comfortable. If anything, you be uncomfortable all the time. It's so many times he like stretching me, taking me out of my comfort zone, telling me to get out the boat and, 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 tread and walk on the water in, in the area of my life. And I'm like, wait, Lord, I don't even know how to swim. Okay? Seriously. So this, this here, right here, you know, this is, this is really, you know, you're really, really, you know, like asking me to do something here, Lord. You know, I ain't never did this before. I don't know how to do this. Why? What make me think I can do this? I, you know, I don't, I'm not qualified. I don't have the experience. I don't have a degree. You know, we get, we, we, we begin to do that to ourselves. And God is like, I didn't ask you all that. I just told you to make a move. And sometimes we just talk ourselves out of it because we, so con- we get so caught up in just seeing ourselves walk on the water. We're so consumed with seeing ourselves walk on the water that we don't even take the step out the boat. And so I'm just like, Lord, I just I just want us to be free. I want us to be free today because I know God wants to do some amazing things in you life. And God can't do it if you are so caught up in the faces of men and you fearing the faces of men and you fearing the opinions of men. And you're so worried about what somebody else going to think and how they, it's going to make them feel and all of this, that, and the third. And God is like, listen, do we ever stop and consider how did it make Abram's family feel when he had to get up and leave? like and leave everybody and that was uncommon in their day like it don't even in the bible don't even mention it 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 don't even mention his family like when god said he had to leave we don't see it say that his dad and his brothers and these this person and that person you know they had this to say and that to say it don't you know why because it don't matter because it don't matter when god call you to do something do it and trust and believe he gonna bring those people who support you He's going to bring those people who are for you. He's going to give you exactly what you need when you need it. And some of the journey might just be you and him. But trust me, God is more than enough. So I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode of the Purity After Promiscuity podcast. And I believe this episode is just going to be called Let Lot Go. Okay. So um, again, I hope it blessed you guys. And I will see you guys next time. Wow, sis. Y'all don't even have no understanding that I really don't be doing what I'm going to say half of the time I get on here or probably 99% of the time when I get on here. And it just be so amazing how God just shows up and meet me and he just he just starts speaking. And I know it, it blessed me because, um, again, I'm living it. I'm going through it and just hearing the word and just being sure that what he told me to do is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing as uncomfortable as it may be. And as uncomfortable as it may make other people, that is not intentional, that is not out of, you know, um, being mean or, you know, or or some kind of issue or problem that arose. Sometimes it's just because of it's the season. It's the timing, right? And so um, I hope, hope this encouraged you all. It really encouraged me. I would love to hear from you guys. You guys can always reach out to me on the Facebook page at Redefining A Woman's Worth. Um, you can message me there. You can leave a comment. I have content on there. Um, I have some things that I'm about to be releasing very, very, very soon. So you guys want to stay tuned. So go like the page at Redefining A Woman's Worth. Also, you guys can just hit me up on Instagram at Renee underscore one, or you can email me directly at purityafterpromiscuity at gmail.com. I would love, love, love to hear from you all. Again, um, I'm available. I, I would love to pray with you all to encourage you, uh, you know, just to be a listening ear, whatever you guys need, because we're in this together. Um, this is not for you to be on this process alone, even though some, some parts of the process can feel lonely. You know, I'm going to be honest with you because I felt I have felt lonely in this thing um, at different points in time, but it's not long lasting. Right. It's just a moment. It's just a season. And then, you know, God begins to restore and he begins to replace And, and know that anything God asks you to give up, he he has every intention in his timing to replace it with something even better. And so we sometimes get so caught up on what we're losing, but we don't have no idea how much we'll gain in the end, right? So I just hope that bless somebody. And so, yes, you all, I'm so excited for you all and your process and your progress. And I'm just believing that God is going to do amazing things in your life. And sis, one one prerequisite to you walking into your promised land is going to be, you got to let Lot go you gotta get let go go. you gotta get free from having to worry about the opinions of people and the comfort of other people and to be validated you know and and have support from those closest to you you may have it you may not and you have to be okay with that and sometimes nobody may see the vision but you and God, and that's okay too. With God before you, who can be against you? You got all you need. And so, um, I just pray that that sets some um of you guys free today. I know it's free in me because I have been a person who have been just that. I have he- relied heavily on needing validation and affirmation and confirmation and needing somebody to see the vision too and see the gift too, or you know, to to you know, support uh what I believe God told me to do or what he said and you know, God is like he can't take you far. If you're going to be caught up on what people say or think, because what people say or think is fickle, is not consistent. You know, they can be supporting you today and then the next day, you know, they like crucifier. You know, what I'm saying so you just can't you just can't you got to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Right. You have to be like Joshua. He commanded him be strong and courageous. Do not be dismayed for the Lord thy God is with you everywhere that you go. And listen, if God is with you, trust me, you you don't need nobody else. God will open doors for you. He will make ways where there was no way. He will create positions and opportunity for you. He will put favor on people's heart where people would just come bless you out of nowhere. Like you don't need nobody but God. Now God does use people. He works through people. But believe you me, he will send the right people at the right time. Sis, I don't know who need to hear this. Maybe he's talking to me. However, God is saying You too worried about having to have the support in this way and that way, and now you're putting God in a box. And you're so you're saying that if it doesn't look like this, or if it doesn't come like this, or if it doesn't sound like this, then mm, that then it can't be the way, right? When God is like, I'm doing a new thing, come on now, with new beginnings come new things. Come on now, with endings come new beginnings. He's trying to do something new and you stuck in the old. My God. (laughs) Listen here. I don't know if y'all catching it. You are stuck in the old. While he's trying to do something new, and you wonder why you can't, you're you're just feel like you're stagnant, you're complacent, like you're in a holding pattern, like you just can't move really, because it's because you're trying to constrain God. When he, the Bible says that he can't even be contained by a building made by human hands, so your mind can't contain God. His thoughts is higher, his ways is higher, and since he wants to take you higher, you just gotta let go and let God. So again, I hope this bless you all. This, this, this episode, I told y'all it was going to be good. And I mean, it's good to me. You know, I, I, I say, Hey, thank you, Lord. Um, but, um, I just hope to hear from you soon. Also, um, for anybody who will hear, um, the episode today, I am going to be on the business page at redefining a woman's worth, on facebook this evening at 9 p.m um talking about are you his rib because god has really been impressing on me about marriage and biblical marriage and covenant and um kingdom marriages and partnerships and um he has really just released a whole fire 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 teaching on that and a word just to prepare us that. So if any of you guys are wanting to be married, you desire to be married, you engage to be married, you are married, I, I really would admonish you to go check out this um, to come on the live um, and and just to hear what God is saying It's um, in preparation um, just to really get us to be um, the women of God that he called us to be with, with power, right? To be able to, to really um, accomplish the things he told us to accomplish in that role as a wife. Um, and so th- it's going to be super fire and guys um if you can come support get on if you have a question a comment concern you're able to leave it there and we will address it and so yes i would just hope to see you there um at 9 p.m over there on the redefining a woman's worth page on facebook so yes that'll be all for now just remember your past does not define you it develops you and you are worthy